Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. Let's play ball. Friends, welcome back to God's Playbook. As we recently talked about our preparations for Mass, now I'd like to focus on as Mass begins. Once again, a gentle reminder, we should be ready to go in our pews, waiting for the lector, the reader, or the priest to begin with either the announcements or, if your parish does announcements at the end of Mass, you may be greeted with, please stand and join in our opening song, whatever it is. So first and foremost, again, if our parish is giving announcements or direction, it's so important that we're paying attention to what the person is saying, whether it's the priest, a cantor, or a fellow parishioner. Number two, when the announcements have completed and the greeter, the lector, the priest, whoever, invites us to please stand and join in our processional hymn. We should again do just that. So first and foremost, our posture changes. We stand out of respect as the procession begins. It is reflective, friends, of what happened at Palm Sunday in Jerusalem, where Jesus was welcomed, where we said, Hosanna to the Son of David. The priest is always last, or if a bishop is present or somebody higher in ordained rankings, they're always the last person in the procession signifying and representing Jesus. But we stand in our place unless we are part of the procession as the body of Christ. We all do this together. Sometimes as a priest, I notice that people have flown in late for Mass, so they remain kneeling and they're trying to get their prayers before Mass. And friends, unfortunately, that time has passed. So we don't get to remain seated or do other things while the rest of the community stands. We are called to do everything together. So when the invitation to stand is announced, you too should stand. Now, if you have a medical problem and you cannot stand for that period of time, of course, remaining seated is absolutely appropriate. Again, what I'm talking about are those who are kneeling and saying their own private prayers because they're flying into Mass at the last second, or they're actually late, because at this point, Mass has begun. So, I encourage you, if that's you, and they make an announcement and say, please stand and join in our hymn, stop your prayer, and enter into the greater prayer of the community as you stand with them. What's also important, friends, is we do just that. We join in the processional hymn. Music in church is not something for the cantor, the organist, or the musicians to do, and we just kind of sit there and listen. We are called, since the Second Vatican Council always reminds us, to be full and active participants in the Mass. And so, hymns are chosen by music ministry and the pastoral council of the parish, so that the music that is selected is representative of the scriptures that will be used at that particular Mass or the time in the church year that is appropriate for these hymns. This isn't, hey, Father Rico, tell me your favorite hymn. That's what we're going to sing at the Mass. 
Sometimes it is my favorite hymn. Sometimes it's a hymn I don't like very much. Sometimes it's a hymn we're aware of. Sometimes it's a hymn we've heard too much of. Sometimes it's a hymn I've never heard of before in my life. But nonetheless, we are to do our part to participate. Now, sometimes people say to me, well, Father Rico, I don't know how to sing. I don't have a good voice, so I just abstain. Friends, while that might be true, or you might be just your own worst critic, each of us, whether we have a beautiful voice like Celine Dion or Andrea Bocelli, or if we're as great as the cantor, or perhaps even better than the cantor, we are called to enter into song. When we sing, we pray twice. Now, we don't have to be the loudest person in the church, especially if our voice isn't the greatest. But nonetheless, again, from our hearts, this is an opportunity for us to praise and worship God because the hymns are not just songs. They are to praise God and to gather us as community as we try to live the scriptures. We strive for holiness and we gather as a church family. But Father Rico, what if I don't know the hymn? Again, Try to pick up the tempo, the melody. It might take you, if it's the first time you've heard the song, at least to get through the first verse and chorus. Again, you don't have to be the loudest person in the church, but this effort that God can see your heart that you're trying to learn the hymn on the spot. If you read music and it's the first time you've heard the hymn, pick up your hymnal and look at the notes. If you know the notes or if at least you're able to somewhat follow notes, then it allows you to know this is a higher note, this is a lower note, this is where we hold the note, this is where it's very quick, etc., etc., in regards to the melody itself. So again, whether our background is in music or not, each of us are called to participate in that hymn. If it's a hymn you don't like, sing anyway. If it's a hymn you love, sing anyway. But that we should all be participating. What's also important is that we are listening to one another. So trust me, I've been in parishes where the melody is so slow that I felt it was more of a dirge than worship of God. And I can assure you that aggravates me very much because as a musician with my own background in grade eight piano, if it's written as four four time, that's how it should be played. But the challenge is this, perhaps you and I don't have the ability to go up to the front to tell the organist to play it at 4-4 time, but the reality is we should be singing at the same tempo and speed of everyone else. We don't sing quickly, we don't go slower than everyone else, we are to sing in unison. So please allow the cantor, the musicians, those who are leading us in music to set the tone and then follow them accordingly. If you find that the music in your parish is excruciating, what a great opportunity to have a conversation with the pastor, perhaps about exploring different ministers of music, or if you are so musically inclined, this is likely the Holy Spirit speaking to you in this podcast, that perhaps you might also volunteer your services to the church and help to enhance ministry. Because and I can assure you, whether they are young or young at heart, the people who are leading music are doing this out of their love for God, and I would suggest are giving the best they can. Whether they're about to tour the country on a a tour because they're so musically inclined, or perhaps not, the reality is they love Jesus, they love their parish, and whether they are paid or volunteers, 
They're striving to praise God just like you and I. So let's be patient with each other. But it's also important for us priests and those who are in charge of the liturgy to ensure that music helps to enhance liturgy, not be so excruciating that it's like nails on the chalkboard, which is a topic of a different podcast episode. So participating in the hymn is so important. Also, our focus should not be who's in the procession, what garments or priest vestments is the priest wearing. This isn't the time to turn around and say, hey, did you watch the Leaf game last night? Hey, Tom, how's your wife doing? Again, this is about facing forward and praying with our brothers and sisters in the opening hymn. While this takes place, friends, you will notice that the procession, depending on the church architecture, may take place in different ways. From the back of the church down the center aisle to the front, sometimes from the sacristy across the sanctuary, wherever the procession takes place. Again, the focus should be on the hymn, and the ministers who are in the procession assume their proper places depending on their role. If incense is used, the incense leads the procession, followed by a crucifix, perhaps altar servers with candles. We have the book of the Gospels. We have the ministers of lector and Eucharistic ministry. We might have ministers of hospitality or children's liturgy. And then eventually, if a deacon is present, and then the priest or the celebrant of the Mass. While they enter the church, again, the focus should not be on saying, Hi, Father, as he walks by, or greeting other ministers. But again, it's this hymn as we praise God. You will notice that as the procession enters the sanctuary, the members of the procession take their proper place, and the priest always goes to the altar. The focus is first the altar. So if the altar, which is always in the center of the church, has the tabernacle behind it, then the ministers are called to genuflect and respect Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament. If the tabernacle is not directly behind the altar, then they are to bow to the altar, genuflect to Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament, and then enter the raised sanctuary. After this is done, the priest and if other priests or deacons are present, they go behind the altar and they bow down and they kiss the altar, or what's called venerate the altar. This is recognition of the fact that this altar is sacred. It's not a table, it's not a piece of furniture, but it is God's altar where we offer the sacrifice of Jesus to the Father in thanksgiving for life and reparation for our sins and anticipation of heaven and earth coming together. So the priest is always called to venerate or kiss the altar. He does this not just on his own behalf, but he does it on behalf of all the people present. And so as a priest, I can tell you that the veneration of the altar is always something that humbles me, that I have the great privilege of venerating the altar on behalf of all the people that are present for that mass and how the celebrant and any concelebrants or deacons present have the great gift and privilege of doing the same thing. And then you will find that the priest 
moves to the presider chair, or in some cases, he might stand behind a podium or perhaps behind the altar as we prepare to begin Mass in a formal way with the sign of the cross. However, Mass has already formally begun with the entrance hymn. Now, if you are in a church where they do not have a cantor or music present, then the procession is done in silence. And then after the priest venerates the altar, he will begin with the sign of the cross. So, as Mass begins, we see that our posture is important, our participation in the hymn is important, and also that the procession that takes place is important, as we see the celebrant assume the role as leader of the community. The priest is not the most important person in the church for all our God's favorites, and yet as he assumes the role as another Christ, an altar Christus, he functions in the person of Jesus Christ as he leads the faithful to worship of God in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. So here we are, friends. Mass has begun. May our hearts burn with vigor for God as we look forward to praising him from the bottom of our hearts. For God's Playbook, friends, I'm Father Rico. God loves you, and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us using any of our affiliate links in the description below via Budsprout, Ko-Fi, or GoFundMe. Thanks, and God bless.